And I ultimately transformed the fear that I was living in into curiosity, which was huge for me. And ultimately, that was a lot of fear that was was backed up from years prior. And ultimately being able to break through a lot of these through the Transformation Academy and then through finding NLP and doing those processes, that for me was, I mean, again, life-changing. And from there, I was able to move forward. And that's another pivotal moment that I started shifting my mindset of like, who am I surrounding myself with? And what is going to be helpful for me? Because I didn't know who I was anymore. And I finally reconnected to who I was. Welcome to the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast, the place where we help entrepreneurs to not hate their boss. Our mission is to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. My name is Robert Peterson, former passer turned CEO and the smiling coach. I believe that success without happiness is failing, but there is hope. Join us each week as we bring you an inspiring leader or message to help you. Thanks for investing time with us today. Now let's do it. My guest today says it's time to start talking about mental health and giving people a safe space to struggle without risk of losing their job or position. You know that there are so many things that we try to shine a light on with this podcast, like talking about money or talking about your emotions. This might be the most important. After losing her middle sister to a completed suicide in 2017, she founded BCC Evolution, a mental health and suicide awareness nonprofit which is on a mission to increase awareness, cultivate conversation, and provide education. I believe in her mission, and I want to continue creating safe spaces for people, especially entrepreneurs, to talk about their struggles, especially when they are losing hope. It should be okay to talk without losing credibility or security. Kelly Reinhardt is the founder of BCC Evolution. She's a warrior for mental health and has dedicated her life to save as many lives as possible by normalizing the conversation around mental health and suicide. So stay tuned and enjoy because Kelly's about to give it to us straight while sharing her own challenging entrepreneurial journey. Kelly and I talk about making it okay to talk about mental health. We need more safe spaces to share our struggles and let that little voice in our head know that he or she is not in charge. Too many people are listening to that voice and not exposing it to the light. The truth test is when you share that voice with someone else. Talking about mental health and exposing more people to the tools to ask questions and help those around us is so important. If you're an entrepreneur who started their business with a purpose and a passion that has been lost in the busyness of the daily grind, we get it. That is why we've opened up our free strategy calls. A lot of entrepreneurs, probably including you, just want a sense of clarity on the barriers holding them back that you need to overcome in order to accelerate your growth and achieve your dreams. These short 30-minute calls give you a chance to work with one of our coaches without any commitment or pressure. Scheduling is easy. Just go to smilingcall.com. Let's jump on a call and get you the help and clarity you need. Select a time and let's build your business. It's time for you 
to add value. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to, to have this conversation and share your journey. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate a it. Absolutely. So first, I typically let each guest just share their entrepreneurial journey and what led them to make the leap and, you know, what, where they're working and, and how they're impacting the world. I love that question. Although it was a journey that I didn't necessarily set out to be in, but I believe that I've always had somewhat of an entrepreneurial spirit starting when I was younger, trying to sell big sticks. If you remember those popsicles that were like pineapple, <laughs> uh, orange, I had a stand. My dad worked at Metal Gold and that was like the thing that I used to sell. Not lemonade. It was big sticks. And then I've gotten into lots of MLMs over the years. I've probably been in all of them. Um, not really effective in doing them, more so spending money than um, making money. But that was always fun. And then what led me where I am currently, which is I founded my nonprofit BCC Evolution in 2018 after I lost my middle sister to a completed suicide in 2017. And that was definitely a journey that I didn't think that I would be on for sure, but it has truly been one of the most rewarding journeys because I am able to impact lives and more specifically educate people. I didn't understand what my middle sister was going through at the time and really had shut off my emotions. I didn't have the skills, the tools, the resources, any of that before she passed. And so that's really what led me into wanting to get more people educated so that we can break down the stigma and start saving lives. And that's where I'm at today. I jumped into my nonprofit full time last year, quit my corporate job, thought that we had a really great base after three years, found out that businesses can be challenging and you really have to get a lot of clarity around what you're doing and nonprofits are our businesses. So I had to shift my mindset to become that entrepreneur that I always thought I could be back in the day selling big sticks and build an actual business plan. So that's where we're at today with my journey of entrepreneurship. Well, there's, there's so much in there. So obviously you have a huge why. Um, and, and so that is definitely a, a large driver for you. I mean, obviously for your own personal journey of trying to understand, you know, what happened to your sister, but even more powerful is trying to prevent anyone from having to feel the way that you felt in losing a family member and not knowing how to stop it, how to prevent it, how to, you know, keep that from happening. So, so tell me a little bit about the name and, and what does the name stand for? Yeah. Cause that name BCC evolution has nothing to do with <laughs> mental health or suicide awareness. I originally had partnered with another nonprofit and it came from the names of two family members she had lost. And then my sister's name was Carrie. However, it has evolved because that partnership didn't exactly work out, which is totally okay. 
it has evolved into because Carrie cared. But the original was I was I was in a corporate job and I thought about an email like the BCC emails. And you can put a ton of names on there, but you never know who else might be on that line. And that's how I thought about mental health is that there are so many people out there that are potentially on this BCC line and how can BCC evolution get them from the BCC, BCC line to the two line so that they don't feel so alone. And then evolution is because we're ever evolving. And that has definitely been the journey from the beginning to now is that evolution. So, Well, I definitely like that blind copy idea and recognizing that here's there's a list of people and, and no, we don't know who they are and, and their names are on this list and, and we want to get them off this list yeah. before they recognize that they're on it. Yeah. So let's talk about this, this idea of, of mental health first aid and, and how did you find this? And, and obviously what's the value in, in teaching mental health first aid to companies and schools and, 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 and who's your audience for that? I had a friend actually back in, it was 2018 or around there, 2017, 2018. My sister was a CPR instructor and I always knew that I wanted to do something in the health space. And I had my friend approach me and she said, have you ever heard of mental health first aid? And I was like, no, what is that? But it sounds really cool. And it sounds like it aligns with where I want to be. Tell me more. So I took one of her classes 2018 and I was like, man, I don't want to be a CPR instructor. I want to be a mental health first aid instructor because that really aligns with what I'm trying to accomplish. And after taking that, I really truly because I was so hyper-focused on the suicide prevention aspect, I the classes really opened up my eyes to showcase that mental health is really truly what leads or potentially leads people to complete the act of suicide. And so if we can get to that root cause of what's going on, then we can actually start saving lives. And so after taking the classes and having an instructor for about six months, I wanted to become an instructor. So I became one for the youth version first, and then I got my certification for the adult version, and then I got my certification for the teen version. So there's three different curriculums that they offer. It is in partnership with Mental Health First Aid USA. It originated in Australia, and we have a cool koala bear as the mascot, but ultimately it helps you how it teaches you how to recognize, identify, and assist someone who may be struggling with a mental health challenge or substance use challenge. And then it also gives you those skills around asking the question about suicide. So it's really more of a general overview of mental health as a whole, but it gives you a lot more resource resources and action type steps that you can assist somebody until we can get them into professional help. Nice. So 
tell me a little bit more. How long is a mental health first aid class typically? They run, so if you take the youth version, which is adults assisting youth, it's not for youth. That one is about four and a half to five hours. And then you have a two hour pre-course work. Or if you take the adult class, which is adults assisting adults, that one is six and a half hours in person or via Zoom. We do all of our classes virtual. And then you have a two hour pre-course work. And then they do have the teen version, which is specifically designed for 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. And that is more for schools, youth groups. Those ones are broken up. It's over an ex extended period of time. But you can join any of BCC Evolutions classes. We do them monthly. So we rotate. We do an adult class, a youth class, adult class, youth class. We rotate them every single month and anywhere can join anybody anywhere can join because they're all virtual. Nice. And those are mainly aimed at, I mean, most of the people that come are parents, teachers, we have healthcare professionals and anyone that just wants to learn more about mental health in general. <clears throat> so obviously right now your, your target is, school age or those dealing with school age kids, but obviously um, two big categories of suicide are, you know, are, are soldiers and those returning and, and, you know, dealing with PTSD and, and the issues that a lot of people, they can't communicate with people around them because nobody understands, you know, the issues in, in the way that they do. And then of course, Entrepreneurs are a growing category, especially over this last, you know, couple of years, and primarily men. And and not to say that women aren't, you know, dealing with some of the same things, but I think the, the success rates are higher um, for entrepreneurial men. And so, so in my mind, I'm trying to think how can a how can a how can we get this into a group of, of entrepreneurs? How can we get this to a group of, of, of veterans? And, and obviously the material is there, but how do we open the door to, to, to bring a raise awareness and, and create the opportunity for, for spreading this good, I mean, you know, it's, obviously it's, it's information, right? It's information that, that people aren't familiar with. It's, it's making it okay to talk about, which, you know, our current environment is making mental health, raising awareness and making it easier to, to talk about. And yet there's still not enough people talking about it. Yeah. And it, it is, it's huge. I love that you showcase those two demographics because most recently, actually yesterday, we BCC Evolution now has the opportunity to get into the My Base Guide. So it's a guide specifically for military, active, and veterans. And we're going to be advertising basically what we offer, which are these classes. And so my hope from that is we get more military into the classes because I also have had a lot of military veterans and wives and um, 
just people in general in our classes too. And it is a big population that I think is not willing potentially to talk as much. But I do love because last year at our film festival, it was all centered around men's mental health. And we got so many film entries around men and mental health. And the cool part I thought was because now we're showcasing that demographic. And finally, even filmmakers are starting to talk about it more, which ultimately could lead to more men talking about it. And we also had a film that was based off of Marines. It was hilarious, but it was so awesome to see that other side. It was like the the funny but um, serious side of military and just being able to showcase those films in our film festival last year, I thought was so important. And so it became the theme because that's what we got as far as films. But I think entrepreneur wise, I would love, I mean, corporations, they need it, right? I used to work in a corporation that was a call center and we had three people complete suicide. And so it is, it's across the board, any kind of stressor, like you were saying is 2020, we still don't know how much that's going to affect everybody coming out of it. But I think that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial yeah, <laughs> groups would be an amazing group to also get these classes out to and I, I don't know the specific answer, but. Well, and I mean, I wonder just, just thinking about Chamber of Commerce and networking groups and, and others that could create opportunities because the, the target isn't necessarily the people that are suffering. The target is the people around the people that are suffering that, that can, that just want to have a raised level of awareness and want to have the tools to, to be able to help um, their friends, right. And, and the people that they're working with. And so that's the, that's the audience that we want to be able to tap into is the people that maybe aren't necessarily dealing with this directly, but might have somebody close to them that is, is dealing with it. And that's not to say that the class wouldn't help somebody that is in the middle of it, but because it, it's good information and, and, and would elevate their ability to talk about it, I would hope. But the, the real target is is the people around um, those those people, the people serving those people, um, and the people helping those people. So I would think chambers of commerce, right, serving businesses and creating opportunities to host um, classes and to host events that that raise awareness. So I love the idea of the film festival. Tell me tell me how that came about and and what um, what the category was or, or what the the what do they call that a uh, submission requirements were and and how we how was how did BCC evolution use that for its own growth and its own um, outreach? We actually this was the first event that we ever started and it was in 2000 and it was either 18 or 19 because this year or next year will be our fifth fifth annual and my friend who is an actress, she's like, you should do a film festival. And I was like, a what? <laughs> I 
okay, let, let's see. She said she had a film that was coming out and that we should do a film festival centered around suicide prevention. And I was, okay, I'm open to whatever. Cause at this point we didn't have any events that we did. I was just getting BCC evolution up and running. Our first film festival was in September, which is national suicide awareness month. We had four different film entries and then we had four different speakers. We did it at the bug theater, downtown Denver, and it was awesome. The next year. Oh yeah, that was 2019. Cause then the next year, we ended up having to shift everything because everything closed in 2020. And so it ended up being in my living room, which actually turned out really amazing because then we were able to open it up to the world because now we're virtual. We were able to open up film submissions to the world and we got like 46 submissions of just centered around mental health and suicide awareness. Wow. Our yeah, our first films we had from Vietnam, we had Australia, we had Canada, we had Netherlands. I mean, it was just amazing. And the thing that triggered me or it acknowledged for me was this is a global challenge that we are all experiencing. It's not just a Colorado thing. It's not just a U.S. thing. It is a global epidemic, whether it be suicide or mental health. And there are some incredible filmmakers across the globe that are trying to showcase these in, in uh, animated and in documentaries and in story. So that was really, really cool. We went virtual. We had all of the filmmakers come in via Zoom. We did a question and answer. And then the next year, we turned it into a hybrid. And ever since, it's been a hybrid. So we are able to bring in the filmmakers, have the them answer any questions that the audience might have specifically centered around their, their film, and then also be able to offer it to anyone anywhere plus be in person in Colorado and this year we went back to the bug theater next year we're going back to the bug theater because it's the cutest little theater downtown Denver in the Highlands it holds about 160 people but the level of films that we continue to get entries for just blow my mind every year and it's really really hard narrowing it down to 12 or 13 films, but that's really all. I think last year we had 14. It was the most that we've had, or this year we had 14 and it was a little too many. So I think we're going to have to cut it back down because it is, it's, it's overwhelming or some of the films are a little overwhelming for people to watch. And so I think offering a space that they can kind of digest it and really have those robust conversations versus just jumping one to the other. So we're learning as we go. But ultimately, if you're a filmmaker, you have a film about mental health or suicide awareness or prevention, that is what the entries just have to be centered around that. And you could be a new filmmaker, you could be a longtime filmmaker, but we take all of our film entries via Film Freeway, which there's a link on our website to be able to go in and submit your film. But we had three 
films that came from Colorado last year. And that was really cool to have the locals there too. Nice. And that was just in September of 22, the, your last one, latest one. Well, we did May. So now it's always in May okay. because uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And since we've shifted from being just suicide prevention based and more in the mental health space, they are our film. Our film festival is now in May and it's the MHSA or Mental Health Suicide Awareness Film Festival. Nice. Now, does the... the does it become a fundraising opportunity? Does it, does it help the, how's, how is it helping BCC evolution? It was, I know, I'm like, all right. Um, it was a fundraising opportunity. What I found was that most of the years we have just broken even for me, it is more informational. We do, we have sponsors come in that sponsor the costs that we have, we occur from the films and then the location and anything else that we have to pay for. I would love to shift it into a fundraising, anything that we, so the tickets, uh, it is a ticketed event and anything above and beyond what our cost is, does go back to BCC evolution and back into all of our programs but it's not necessarily a full fundraising event. Although I feel like most events with nonprofits, you know, help boost the backside. Sure. Obviously it's raising awareness and it's creating more awareness because it's, it's creating a whole marketing opportunity for these films, um, which is, which is really powerful, but I definitely think you need, it needs to, to raise significant capital for you. And so let's, uh, let's add some auction let's add some donations. Let's add some, <laughs> add some opportunities for, for businesses to, to get behind in a bigger way. Because yeah, it's I, definitely something I, like I, yeah, have ideas for days. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, but it's just a matter of, of believing, believing strongly enough in them that, that a corporation comes along and says, well, you know, well, here's 10,000, here's $25,000. Here's, you know, let us put, uh, put our name on, on your program and, and, and let's take this to the, to the next level. Um, and, and maybe even a multi-day event where you, you know, <laughs> silent auction tied to it and, and other things tied to it that, that really do generate revenue for, for BCC evolution, because obviously without funds, you can't accomplish anything. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And that is, that's my dream. And my goal is to have like an all day event that's really centered around health and wellness in general. And then the film part is just that added part that we showcase these amazing filmmakers. But I do believe that what we're accomplishing and the, the, the global views that we get a company to have, their name or their brand on all of our marketing material is definitely a great opportunity for them to get in. Cause it is, it's really, it really is truly global. It's not just Colorado. We showcase this across the world and we have uh, films that come from across the world. So the opportunity to have your company 
um, showcased is huge as far as this event goes. Yeah, I think that's that's so powerful. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Great job. I mean, I love that the, the biggest piece for me is you just said yes, right? A friend mentioned an idea. You should do this. And you said yes. And 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 you figured out a way to make it work. And 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 breaking even is at least, you know, you're not spending money to make it happen but you're raising awareness at a, at an unprecedented level for a, a fairly new nonprofit. So, so that's exciting. And uh, I just know that it will continue to grow because obviously it's, it's got a great deal of traction and, and you will take advantage of that traction and put, put more pieces into place that just continue to add value. Yeah. And we me. already have our date for next year. So all right. If, if anybody wants it, is the 13th of May. That's a Saturday. So this year we're planning ahead because in the past years, we've kind of been on that catch up spectrum because we didn't know if it was going to be open or not open and if we could do it in person or not. But I know for sure next year we can. So we're on the plan ahead this year. (laughs) That's fantastic. So obviously that's, that's helped create some connection and and let's talk about the power of, of connection. Obviously you and I met at a networking event and understand the value of, of networking and having a conversation. Uh, Obviously the, the surface of, well, what do you do? What what do you do? How can we add value to each other? How can we elevate each other? So share with me how connections helped you in, in growing yourself as an entrepreneur. And of course, BCC evolution as the director. Without connections, I would not be where I am today, to be honest, because it has been huge. And last year, like I said, I quit my corporate job in May of 2021. I started building connections when I had a chance earlier 2021. Got me on podcasts. It got me on shows. I got into a networking group, which ultimately gave me more visibility. And I started thinking, wow, this networking thing actually works. (laughs) Whereas I, in the past, had not really had time because I worked a corporate job. Then I was doing the nonprofit part-time. I'm a mom, a wife. I had lots of titles and networking just wasn't a priority for me. Once I started doing it, that was everything I did all the time. And then I got to a place that it was too much. So I had to kind of release a little bit and really get strategic with my networking and my connections. And that's where I am today is I have a calendar that I can connect with people and we can have those collaboration calls. I limit them at this point so that I can make impact on the other things that I'm doing. But connections have been huge. 
And like you said, you and I have gone back and forth several different times. And I love the connection and how the willingness to help each other, not just like help ourselves. And so I really, truly, every single collaboration up to this date has been through, whether it be a mastermind or a networking group or a referral or a friend told a friend. And that has really built my network a hundred and million percent. <laughs> so I think connection is, is huge because you never know who knows somebody that could get you that one spot and or knows somebody who might be struggling and then I know somebody who can help them. And so it just, I mean, it, it's, it goes around and around in a circle. And now the connections, I'm like, oh, you know that person? Oh, you, oh, I know that person, right? Now it's this big circle and this big network. But I know that anybody that, because I have also chosen who I surround myself with and I'm very particular with giving out referrals or resources because I want them to be helpful versus hurtful. And the best part is that I know and I can trust if I'm giving out a referral or trying to help somebody that that person will be helpful and vice versa. So it has connection is huge, huge. Even if you're, even if you have introverted energy, get some extroverted energy and uh, um, connection is going to be really, really big. That's right. Get out there and network and then crawl into your cave afterwards to refuel. I mean, you, you yes. just got to do what you got to do. So you mentioned something really good in there that you're very selective. You're intentional about your relationships and about who you're connecting with. I, I want to dig into that just a little because it, it, it highlights a, a pretty important value about, I mean, there's multiple things, right? Character and, and positivity and, you know, just you become who you're hanging around with. So how did you decide to, to be more selective in, in who you're connecting with and who you're trusting? There were moments with friendships back in the day that I just saw it going negatively. I, I have also had many experiences through relationships and mainly, I mean, my, my ex-husband, that's kind of where it started was it was such a negative space and I made the choice to get out of that. And it really started snowballing, like seeing people in different light. And then once I really started getting into what I do now, I oftentimes gave referrals and was told that it was not helpful. Ouch. Yes. And that's the last thing that I want to happen because if a person asks for help, it could potentially be the hardest thing for them to do in their life. And if you're referring to somebody and that person is not being helpful, then, I mean, that's a reflection on me. I've seen it in the corporate environment. I've seen it in the personal environment. And I made a conscious decision that I wanted to bring resources. I wanted to be able to give people resources. But as I started really diving into that, I found that some were not helpful. And then I found some that were really, really helpful. And so I made sure that 
whomever I surround myself with is going to build up people versus, versus be mean and not helpful. And I also found myself being surrounded by some really, really incredible people that were lifting me up. And all I could do from there was go up. There wasn't anybody dragging me down anymore. And the people that were, I let them go. And that was my conscious decision. And so ever since that point, I found the value of, it's true, what they say is, it's, it's all about the people you surround yourself with. And if you have those people building you up and constantly cheering for you and, and wanting to see you succeed, that's where you're going to go. And being able to give that back to people also was really, really important in my eyes because I've had negative experiences in the past that were not beneficial for me, for my family, and for my friends. And so that's really where it started was I've got to be really cautious at who I refer so that people can actually get help. So let's talk about that boundary. Obviously, you learned through a failed marriage the importance of protecting Kelly. And not every person leaves a relationship that's unhealthy and figures out how to protect themselves, how to put a, how to create a boundary and how to honor it. And, and boundaries are, are really important, right? They're like the guardrails on the road. They keep the car on the road and not that every car rubs up against it every time, but when a car does rub up against it, the boundary says, Whoa, stay on the road. Right. And, and I think many people leave relationships that are unhealthy and they fall right into another unhealthy relationship because they haven't figured out how to create a boundary and how to honor it for themselves, right? It, it's really, it's creating a boundary to protect yourself, right? Not putting yourself in a place where, where you know it's unhealthy, where you know you'll be hurt, where you know they know all these things. And yet without the boundary there, it's so simple to fall back into those unhealthy situations. I think that at least for me, what I experienced is that I had to work on myself because it isn't always necessarily the other person, although there are not, there are some people out there that are not very healthy and people that are not good people, which I experienced, but I also couldn't take that baggage with me. And I did for a really, really long time. It was not something that happened overnight. I mean, it was years and years but I ultimately got to the place that like I had to protect myself. I had to protect my child. I had to do these things as a mom and as a human. And I found, like I was saying earlier, is I found this group of incredible humans that were really surrounding me. And I chose to get into, I, I found a mentor. Uh, his name was George. His name is <laughs> George Carroll. He, with Greatest Year of Your Life, we had the Transformation Academy. I jumped into that. And that was the start of me, like me finding me. I broke through so many fears through walking on glass, walking on fire, skydiving. I mean, those are extreme, but it was really helpful for me 
And the self-development piece, that's when like I found Tony Robbins and the work that he does. And I just engulfed myself in self-development is the best way to ex explain it. But then also I found neuro-linguistic programming, which is NLP. And that was life transforming for me because with my sister's death, I had held on to it for so long and ultimately did one process. I forgave her. I forgave myself. That was huge. And then I went on to experiencing more process, more processes. And I had paired two traumas together. I paired my sister's death. And then my son actually had seizures when he was younger. And I ultimately transformed the fear that I was living in into curiosity, which was huge for me. And ultimately, that was a lot of fear that was was backed up from years prior and ultimately being able to break through a lot of these through the Transformation Academy and then through finding NLP and doing those processes. That for me was, I mean, again, life changing. And from there, I was able to move forward. And that's another pivotal moment that I started shifting my mindset of like, who am I surrounding myself with and what is going to be helpful for me because I didn't know who I was anymore. And I finally reconnected to who I was with. And I, I couldn't have done it without really opening up my heart and surrounding myself with incredible humans and finding a mentor. <laughs> that was really big for me. Mentors are, are fantastic, and and so especially at the right time and the right place, um, can be can be revolutionizing, right? And essentially, rediscovered Kelly and and transformed her identity, not into something new, into something who she was created to be, which is so exciting. So earlier you mentioned the introvert idea, and 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 putting yourself out there anyway. So how did you develop the confidence to, to put yourself out there to, to make this leap into, into this unknown space? It kind of started when I was working at a corporation. I did have a manager because I definitely used to be very introverted. I did not put myself out there at all. And she really started help developing me into that space as a supervisor within this corporation. But I think it wasn't until like I joined Transformation Academy and then I learned more within NLP about introverted and extroverted energies. And it's not necessarily that you are like based off of DISC, if you've taken the DISC assessment, it's not like I'm introverted or I'm extroverted. We all have some of those energies within us and we can be them at any point in time. And once I learned that's really what it was, it became much more apparent to me that I didn't have to just identify as one or the other. And I think that's what's important for people is that it doesn't have to become your identity. You can have both energies within yourself. And I knew there was, well, I guess I would say there's a pivotal moment that 
I had the idea for BCC Evolution. I went, we were writing down our goals at this retreat I went to. And in my mind, I was like, I am not standing up. I am not telling anybody this, <laughs> this goal. And then whatever reason, I put my hand up and I stood up and I told this group of 20 people that I, some of them I knew, some of them I didn't. And I was challenged at that moment. Well, what do you need to get this goal accomplished? And I said, $800. Okay, well, I'll give you a hundred. How are you going to get to that goal within 24 hours? <laughs> and I sat there and was like, I have no idea. And then people started piping up and they were like, I'm going to throw a hundred. I'm going to throw a hundred. And I raised the money that I needed to start my nonprofit within 24 hours. And that was the day for me that I was like, wow, if you voice your goals and you voice what you need, somebody's going to listen and more than likely it's going to come true. And at that moment, and then I got more opportunities to be on stage. I got more opportunities to be on podcasts. I got more opportunities to be on shows. And it just started snowballing because then I became more confident in myself and was able to really be the person who I am now today sitting here feeling much more confident in the words that I share and my knowledge that I have. Well, that's fantastic. Well, and, and I think um, the impact you're making and, and so that there's, there's so much, so much business that happens. That's just a transaction and, and you're bringing a model to business that says, we want to, we want to care about people and we want to take care of people. And really ultimately all business is about taking care of people. And when they start to recognize that and start to apply that. And I think, you know, opportunities for corporate sponsorship, opportunities for corporations to just get behind and, and be supporting BCC evolution as, as your impact grows and your stories become I mean, obviously people are making movies about it and now, you know, getting awarded a, a recognition from BCC Evolution as a, a mental health and suicide prevention awareness film, like that award is going to gain status. And those those status things are what corporations are going to say, wow, we want to we want to support this. We want to get involved in this because they've had stories that those things have happened. Right. Um, more and more people know somebody that or have lost somebody that, you know, completed suicide and, 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 and they all want to stop it. Right? They, 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 that connection is going to be so strong. And so as you, as you continue to put yourself out there, you're going to find your people both on the support side to support them in the, the things that you're doing and, and keep the doors open and then, of course, on the client side, the people that you can serve the best and, and provide the resources and the tools for, because they're not always the same, right? So you kind of have two audiences that, that you have to focus on. And and hopefully by this time next year, you and I will be talking and you've got a team of five that are that are helping you manage both sides of, of, of that business. Um, and I think that's one of the things that make nonprofits unique is there's this fundraising necessity side that, 
makes it all happen, right? Brings in all the money. And then of course there's the resources and, and the impact that happens in, in another group of people. And there really are two different audiences. And so that's, that's fantastic. All right. I'm going to change things up a little bit because I know you just got married and I always typically ask what's your most memorable date. Yeah, I I mean my my wedding was really awesome this year. I got married on July 15th, 2022, and I really it was it was one of those most memorable memorable. <laughs> See, I can't even talk about it. Like I'm so it makes me so excited. I definitely was not expecting it to be as magical as it ended up being. And it was one of the most magical days of my life for sure. And I think that everything leading up to that point, because my, my husband and I, we've been together for six years. And so a lot of people ask, well, what is it like now that you're married? I'm like, well, it's kind of like the last, <laughs> the last six years, but it really, truly, that day was just so, so magical. And I think that your brain shifts a little bit once you have that piece of paper it's you know it's a pretty interesting shift it's kind of like a goal <laughs> when yeah, you write it, it down is. it becomes real yeah. you weren't blonde that day though i i had hair extensions in so my hair was a lot longer i had some some multicolored hair um the top was blonde but yeah the rest of my hair was multicolored <laughs> multicolored yeah, I I wouldn't say purple and blue, but I, that could be wrong. Pink and blue. I... <laughs> nope, you're right. Purple and blue. Yep, those were right. our colors. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Based on based on that, for you and growing your business and growing yourself, and obviously you mentioned um, skydiving and some of these other things that have pushed your limits. But how how has play and fun played a role in in your personal growth journey? I. I am very much a person who loves having fun. And although the topic that I talk about and my nonprofit is very, very serious, there's got to be some room for fun. And even on my classes, every time I introduce the topic, I say multiple times, we're going to have fun today. We're going to have fun today. Because it is, it, it can get really, really heavy. And that's one of the biggest feedback I've gotten on classes is that although it's a heavy subject, I we have a good time and I keep it lighthearted versus really letting people go into that deep space. I also love having fun on stage when I'm talking. I mean, we've got to have our moments where we dance because dance has been a huge part of my life and it continues to be a huge part of my life. I also, I mean, I have my family. We like to, we like to have fun when we get a chance, <laughs> but my son is in break dancing right now, which he's phenomenal, of course. And <laughs> we have a really good time. We like to, we like to be silly and uh, enjoy each other's company. But I know that for my own personal mental health, I can't just be in such a tough subject or space all the time. I have to balance it out with some fun. And yeah. nice. All right. So with all the business success you've had, what, what is your biggest challenge? 
I think my biggest challenge or what I've told myself or my belief about it is the funding aspect. Like you were saying, you do, you have two sides of a nonprofit. You have the fundraising aspect and then you have the resource aspect and the funding portion has been the most challenging up to date because I have focused so much on giving I have not so much focused on receiving. And that was something that I had to reshift my mindset also this year is that I can't just continue to give, 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 give. I have to model my nonprofit as a business because it really truly is a business. And when you, you can only give so much when you're willing to receive. And so that is the new focus of this year and going into next year and the next year and the next year, because we're going to last and we have to have a sustainable sustainability plan in place to continue the work that we are doing. Oh, so good. All right, Kelly, what's, what's your big dream? My big dream. <laughs> My vision is I want to have a location for BCC Evolution. I want to have a brick and mortar place that we can have volunteers. We can have our board members go. We can just have creative ideas bouncing back and forth, a place for community, a place for impact. And ultimately, I also would love to have a beachfront property where we can have retreats. <laughs> And, you know, more, more entertainment, more fun, but the, the brick and mortar place for BCC evolution is one of my, my big goals. Nice. Well, and I like the retreat idea, although if you, if you rent properties, then, then you can go anywhere in the world and do retreats, which might be more powerful. Yeah. Yes. That's a great idea. All right. Scratching <laughs> off the beachfront. We're going to go all the places. <laughs> that's right. We can do Monaco. We can do Mexico. We can do Hawaii. <laughs> yes. I love it. Oh, all right. Kelly, you've, you've shared with these entrepreneur, our entrepreneurial audience for the last hour and you want to leave them with Kelly's words of wisdom. What would you share? My saying that I love to tell people is if we open our minds, mouths, and hearts together, we can make mental health matter. Mm. So good. Kelly, thank you so much for joining me today. What a pleasure to share your story and the impact that you're making. And, and I hope that we continue to collaborate together and, and change the world and make it so people are willing to talk. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by intentional decisions that lead to massive success. No, those aren't companies promoting our show. They are qualities that you need to build your business and take control of your life. So to help you out, I'm offering my most popular worksheets to help you plan the future you want and audit your calendar today. The best way to get what you want is to know what it is and start making sure that your calendar matches. You can download them free today at addvaluemindset.com. If you will take action by just completing these two activities, they will change your life and business. I promise you a new level of results in the coming year. 
The problem is that we make things so complicated and we lose focus on what is really important. These tools will help you refocus on what matters most. When you align your passion with your purpose in your work, you can be happier and start doing the things you wanted to in the first place, like spending more quality time with the kids. To get your free copy of the tools to start tackling your busy schedule, go to addvaluemindset.com. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, leave a review. But most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share, share, share. In our next episode, Rich Parsons and I talk about how he helps clients get unstuck and stop hitting walls that prevent their ability to accelerate progress toward their goals. Rich founded and launched a magazine called Your Success in which he gives a space for entrepreneurs and business experts to share their message and business. Rich uses leadership experience from the Air Force to add value by making the right connections, helping grow their business, and share their message.